And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. And I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, we are the Gentleman Overlords, and we are here on a Sunday morning uh, live in Seattle, Washington. Uh, fellows, how are you doing? Doing I, fine. I can't do a voice or anything, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> you can't do any voices? <laughs> no. Just this one. Come on, do like a do like a walk in or a... pretend you're on like a fun radio, yeah, like, or, or a CB. Kane, Kane. I'm British. There we go. Wow. Hey, Max. who the hell's this? Yeah, the master of disguise himself is here. Uh, turtle, turtle. That's right. He is turtle enough for the turtle club. As it turns out. Speaking of the master of disguise, let's talk about some movies. Movies. Has anybody seen uh, either um, Joyride or uh, I don't know, whatever? Coincidentally, what you... yeah, I watched. What's I watched the Kurt Master Russell one where his wife disappears? Breakdown. Breakdown. I like that Break, one. Breakdance. Breakdance. <clears throat> yeah, Fla- uh, Flash Dance. I think is the name of that one. <laughs> uh, Rob, what movies have you seen? Oh, baby, Ooh, I have baby. watched uh, since we last got together. I think we watched. Mission Impossible 4, mm. Ghost Protocol, and Mission Impossible 5, Rogue Nation. Um, is Rogue Nation as bad as I remember it? It's not bad, but I don't like it as much as Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol is, uh, think it, uh, I think that starts with the Kremlin blowing mm-hmm. up, or am I getting them confused? That's, yeah? yeah, that's four. And then it's, and then it's also Dubai sandstorm Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's a good one that's also like they're like ghost protocol is like they have to go off grid and only have like limited tech so it kind of makes it fun that like he's got the gloves that he can stick to the side of the building but they're not like the best they kind of malfunction and stuff i don't know there's a lot of good things going at it number five is that the one where he takes off in the plane too no that's the starting at number five and that's also um the that's also uh, opera with the the multiple snipers and the fight in the top of the backstage um it's got like it's got like the woman that like helps him out and is sort of like secretly a, like on both sides kind of a thing it's good but i think like especially back to back i was like mm, i think i liked just kind of like the the vibe of ghost protocol more i think also but, like i and you know i'm i think part of it is like that there are sets in four and six that are much more memorable than five mm. i don't remember a lot about five i i like i remember liking it I'll probably now rewatch it this week just to kind of like see if my memory is correct. But like, I remember liking five, but I couldn't like, unlike ghost protocol and fallout, I can't really like just specify like set pieces in the movie. The opera is the biggest one for me. And like Benji's out of it, out of the game until he's like brought to the opera to help. Um, But it's also just like a bridge movie. It feels much more like a bridge movie to fallout. Mm hmm. But it, but it does feel like, yeah, the set pieces are less memorable, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but still a fun some, rewatch. 
I thought there was some pacing issues too. Like it, it just kind of lagged in a lot of areas. Um, possibly so. It was definitely it just didn't it just didn't engage me as much. But it's a at this point, like the the last few have been pretty great. So you know, it's a it's a yards game for me. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, I like fa- it a little less than the other ones, but it's still very good. It's still Fallout still a good Mission Impossible. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um. So watch those, and then I think the only other thing I watched movie wise uh other than today's movie is the nice guys i watched last night ryan gosling russell crowe the uh student announcement uh, girl from spider-man that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> and the um i feel like she's you know typecast for the 70s at this point was um the main hippie girl from once upon a time in hollywood that brad pitt picks up and takes to spawn ranch is also like the woman on the run that uh, Gosling and Crow are trying to find. And I was like, wow. So she's like too, like too, like, I don't know. It just, it just seems like back to back. And like, that's so much that time period was interesting that she's been in those roles, Mm -hmm. but um, everyone's really good in it. Ryan Gosling is criminally underused in the comedy department. I think he's naturally seems to be very funny. Maybe the problem is that he's just like handsome. I also think it's like one of my favorite Gosling looks he's got, the stash with the mm-hmm. little soul patch. He's got these nice, these tight uh, sideburns and he's all the a, suits and everything. Ah, they look, everyone looks great. His so comedy, awesome. like his comedy is like very dry. So I also like, sure. I wonder if like, it's just that when he's like, he seems very funny. Like he has good comic timing. I don't know if you've seen the interview with, um, <clears throat> I think it's for the nice guys, but he's on Colbert with Russell Crowe. And he like says to Colbert, like, Hey, you know, I know you're a big Tolkien guy. My mother is actually really big into into Tolkien too. And <clears throat> and Colbert's like, okay, here we go, another like James Franco thing where he's just gonna like school somebody. And so he's like, my mom brought me a question to ask, you, and he pulls out a, a cue card from his jacket, and he's like, you know, in the in the R- Fellowship of the Ring when they arrive at the mines of Moria, and it says, "Speak, friend, and enter." And you know, Colbert's just like, okay, here we go. And he goes, "What page did that?" appear on and then colbert's just like i that is such a that is such a baloney i know it is it is that's very funny though the way he delivers is just like he's he's just has like a dry he's about to say melon yeah and instead he's like fuck yeah exactly (laughs) so um very charming yeah i i wish he the bigger shock and i think i probably said this after i saw it for the first time is that like in a world of of all these reboots and remakes and sequels to to seemingly the weirdest films, why isn't there a second Nice Guys already? It doesn't really necessitate a sequel, though. Too like I'm kind of glad I, that there isn't. I don't know. I mean, maybe not, but they literally set up it. I mean, spoiler alert: at the end, he he gets his he gets Crow's face put on the detective agency thing, and he's like, "We're the nice guys. Like we're the detective." So it feels like a natural thing. Like the two of these guys have, are now together in an agency. The daughter who shouldn't be around any of these situations is helping. I don't know. I feel like there could totally be a, maybe it would be inferior. Maybe it wouldn't be as good, but I, I wish they would go for it. It's a new, it's it's like a new property that's worth uh, getting something else out of. I'm for Ryan Gosling being in a ton more movies. I would be totally happy Mm -hmm. seeing a nice guys too. I'm excited for him to be the wolf man or whatever the fuck is happening there. Uh, And he's got something going on with uh, Chris Evans, I think. Mm -hmm. Directed by the Russos, some some movie with the two of them. Wow, it's so. a it's a stuck on you re- remake with uh, Evans and <laughs> Evans and uh, hell yeah, they're uh, twins. twins. Yeah, 
Oh wait, um, uh, is that the wrong way to say adjoined twins? Is the way? I think adjoined. I don't know. Anyways, anyway, you're canceled. Um, <laughs> damn it! Damn it! Uh, damn it! No, it's really good and obviously a great soundtrack. And um, the there's like so many good callbacks. There's a part where there's a part of they're like I was like oh maybe this isn't good writing where they're talking and they have this slip of paper with these words and things written or these letters and things written on it. And Gosling's finally like, don't you get it? This is like uh, a date, but it's spelled the European way. And the, the, this is ascribed to like the airport has like a three digit, like ABX or whatever. And he's like, come on, I'll show you. Let's go. And I was like, how did he do that? I like turned it to Jamie and I was like, how did he do that? Is he like get the perfect amount of drunk that it like popped into his head? Like what happened? And he was like, she was like, don't you remember? He said earlier, his wife is British. He even made this joke about rumpy pumpy or something that they call porn. And the implication is that like he would know the British date thing and like the airport stuff because of the back and forth if if she was from there. So it was like this little subtle thing where she reminded me and I was like, wow, that actually is great that that's, that is why his character knows that. Mm-hmm. There was little, little things like that throughout the whole film that are really awesome. Yeah, I should watch that one again. I liked it when I watched it. Plus, yeah, Max, with really your uh, with your expert British accent, I'm sure you could uh, lend a little bit of knowledge to that uh, part of the movie. Rompey Pompey. There we go. Whoa. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> but highly recommend if you ask. If anyone hasn't seen uh, the Nice Guys, it's uh, it's great, fun. I would. I hard to say. It's it's got action. It's yeah, dry kind of comedy. Um, he, he Ryan Gosling like like he screams so much in the movie <laughs> like a high-pitched girlish scream it's very funny like flanders seeing purple drapes <laughs> i was just thinking tra- of a uh, rumpy pumpy tube dot co dot uk yeah i so well, that's our sponsor for the week <laughs> <laughs> rumpy pumpy tube <laughs> uh i was trying to imagine a world where you had to like make any qualifications to, to convince somebody to watch a movie. You had to make any qualifications beyond Ryan Gosling is in it. <laughs> yeah. You were saying, you know, it's funny. It's got a good soundtrack. All, yeah. Like it should all be superfluous. Ryan Gosling's Gosling's in it. Go ah, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> yeah. Good enough. <laughs> you had me at Ryan mm-hmm. Gosling, I guess. I guess yeah. you have to finish his full name, but yeah. yeah that's you had me at Ryan. Yeah. If it's Reynolds, I'm there too. <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, Robin, that's all I've seen. Max, what about you? What are you seeing? Uh, I have not watched any movies uh, besides Master of Disguise. Okay, good. Um, and uh, actually, when we were talking about Master of Disguise, it reminded me there's a new Turtles game coming out. Yes. And it looks so good. Shredder's Revenge, I think, something like that. And uh, it's... He finally it, got out from underneath that dock. <laughs> number two. Yeah, su- Super Shredder's back, baby. Um, it he was looks tired. Just he was like, just sleeping. He was tired. <laughs> He sleeps underwater. That's he's a shark, <laughs> always moving. Um, but it's it's kind of like based on it's a beat 'em up, just like uh, Turtles in Time. Okay. And it's gonna it looks like it's gonna be fantastic. Cool. I couldn't or maybe I didn't double check from the screenshots or the the footage. But do you know if you can hit each other like you could in some of the games? I'm guessing it's gonna be uh, like very close to what the old games work. I know that you can throw the foot soldiers into the screen. I right? loved that. that and, and the, cool. Yeah, and they would like crack sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the old game, there were certain well, certain certain old turtle games you could hit each other, and which was not great because you would usually do it by accident and then sometimes do it on purpose, and that mm-hmm. wasn't yeah. always good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the friendly fire. I know they put that in the most recent Streets of Rage game, 
and uh, people were not too happy. And I think they have an option to switch it on and off, but I'm not, not, we can get into it on a off pod, but I was thinking the other day about video games that have really good AI that like actually do damage to enemies and help you. Cause I feel like that's few and far between. And then also if a lot of video games have friendly fire with enemies, where if an enemy was firing through another, they would kill them by accident. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's even rarer. Anyway, that's, yeah, that <laughs> we'll talk about it. Anyways, <laughs> this is the kind of stuff we talk about off pod. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is the premium stuff. Yeah. Just me and Max, not even recorded. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not involved <laughs> in these. Um, I watched Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Ooh. Oh boy. Yeah. Um funny i mean like i it, it was a movie that came out i think most of us recognize it came out probably what like four years past the like peak of tenacious d so it was sort of like a it's about time but maybe like a year or two like truly too late for it to be like a hit mm-hmm. um but it's funny i mean like it's a very stupid adventure movie you know like jack black at this point is like a movie star so the fact that he was like yeah, I want to make this Tenacious D movie with, like, I think the year before he had made Kong, like King Kong, the King Kong movie. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's really funny. The The line that I always remembered from it is uh, Tim Robbins plays this, like, guy who's, like, he sort of helps them along on the, on the thing, but is also an adversary to them. And they get... A very scary, like, uh, yeah. like homeless guy or yeah, something. Yeah, and so he, like... They get the pick of destiny and they they escape from this this big warehouse where they got it, and Tim Robbins is there waiting for him and he has a knife and he goes, and he's like I think he's either like in a wheelchair or he's like very like immobile, yeah. And so they're like I think across, like something wrong with his leg where he's like yeah. hobbling around or something. So they're like across a courtyard from each other and he goes, now get over here so I can fucking stab you. And they're like, no, <laughs> no, like why would we do that? He's just like, get over here now. And they're like no dude we're not gonna do that it's just like it's so funny he's just like get over here so that i can stab you it's just very funny but anyway can i um this is a interesting tie-in can i read can i read you guys something real quick i guess um obviously you can't see the picture right now but this is judith love cohen who helped rescue the apollo 13 astronauts while working on an important problem she went to work in labor she took a printout of the problem to the maternity ward she called her boss to say she finished the problem then gave birth to Jack Black. What? Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. That's uh, And that's really another weird coincidence that Jamie was just telling me about that this morning. Yeah. Uh, and then you've you watched Pick... I, hey, it must have been Destiny. Yeah, Pick right? Destiny. <laughs> I also watched a video. It was a uh, YouTube video of uh, Jack Black. It's like a pro-vaccine video, and it's like he gets the vaccine, and all of a sudden it's like the super soldier serum, and it's like he just goes, <laughs> yeah! like uh like captain america helmet comes on and he's just wearing like his tidy whities he's shirtless and pants of course but he has a, a captain america shield and he's just like he's set up this like <laughs> he's like parade of like boxes in his backyard and he's like throwing the shield but it's all like how you'd imagine jack black throwing the shield would look like it just like <laughs> like flimsy and just kind of like barely hits the things it's really quite i'll send it to you guys later but Pretty fun. Yeah, he's been doing some fun stuff on YouTube and and uh, I think some streaming stuff occasionally too. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's it for me for movies. So let's move on to the TV shows. Do, 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 do. TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. Rob, TV. 
Um, just one mainly, and it's like a mini series, kind of walking that line between a movie broken up into parts. But uh, it's called Sasquatch, and it's on Hulu, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it is about uh, the Emerald Triangle, which includes Humboldt County and a few other, um, I think Modesto, or maybe, and a couple other, one other spot that kind of makes up the big region <clears throat> in California where a lot of the pot is grown. And uh, okay, so Sasquatch is a uh, he's a uh, sparking up a big little bit for my big foot. All right, all right. Um, Sam, I mean, there there is a part where Sam's they literally plant. there is a part where they literally say like because like the tops of the pot plants almost look like a cob of corn with like the buds of weed <clears throat> and then sticking out different parts. And they're like, yeah, we'd come through the field and like only the tops would be like ripped off. And they're like, and like Sasquatch probably just like eating them and then like getting like a little buzz. And I was like, okay. Um, just like cut to Sasquatch vibing in the field somewhere. Just yeah. like, hey man. Cut to ha- cut Harry from the Harry and the Hendersons getting hit by the car. Oh my God. <laughs> just, he was high. He was high. It wasn't our fault. Um, uh, well, what, how it actually opens is the investigative journalist who has gone undercover and done different things throughout his career was at one point working on and kind of hanging out at one of these farms. And in the middle of the night, these two guys came in all spooked and said, like, the three people up in the field are dead. They've been, like, torn apart, and Bigfoot did it. And, like, tweaking out and freaking out, and basically the three-part series is about him trying to figure out what he heard that night and what it meant and what the connection is to actual violence and murders in that, As I'm sure as you can imagine, that place, especially over time, becomes pretty volatile just because... Some folks are hippies and want to go out there and grow some pop for themselves and enjoy life. And other folks are in it for the money and that the business and will, I think one of the more dangerous things you can find if you're out walking in the woods is a, is pot growing. Cause it means someone else is around that doesn't want you to see it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's tense and, um, and a little sad and sad, like he's trying to figure out who lived there and who worked there and um, the identities of people that may or may not have been, you know, murdered by someone out there. Mm-hmm. And then of course it ties into ties into the Sasquatch stuff, but it's definitely mm, part of like the legends and stuff that kind of make it interesting too. So I don't know. I would I would recommend it. It was um it was cool. It was something I had not really thought about or heard of before. Uh one part that really pissed me off is oh, shit. I think the <laughs> there's a uh I think it's called camp was like the operation or like the, the squadron of military people that were, would fly over in helicopters and then like see, find the fields and then like rip them all up. And like in some instances they would go onto families' properties and like shoot their dogs and stuff because like they just assume, well, sorry, you're, you're living here and get out. Um, and when he and interviewed shoot, one of the guys, they, he was, they'd shoot their dog for because like they could just do, they could, where, who are they going to go to? They, they're growing pot in the middle of the woods. Who are, who's going to, care what about the them is what kind of human being goes and yeah. shoots a dog well, to make a well point? guess what they said this inner guy getting every he's like i love being in camp it was like a different adventure every day it was so fun it's like fuck you <laughs> yeah, dude yeah. like that sucks shit they were just um, actually interviewing the guy why isn't that guy in fucking jail man That's one guy hey man yeah it's it's it sucks i mean maybe it wouldn't it, he's a very very small portion but yeah i don't know it's interesting you might maybe check out the first episode and see if it's something you'd be into it's on 
I don't know if it's on, on anything but Hulu right now. It but, sounds um, like Max is like just based shooting? on this. One, not... That is a one detail where like the, the they were like like normal good people were were you know terrorized and stuff like that. But you know it is, I mean yeah, there's but, there's drama for sure. Also, kind of related, I've stuck up for Shia LaBeouf in the past being crazy, mm. and uh, most recently, I I do not condone in anything, including. I've heard shooting a dog for a role. What but, the? F- what? Yeah, it's it appears that Shia LaBeouf is off the fucking rails, uh, at least according to FK Twigs. I've uh, I haven't even heard that. And also, Twigs? I don't know. Did he think he was like trying to become a Kingsman? <laughs> they all have to do that. It was for um, the truly though. If he did that, it. that's horrendous, and I can't think of a way to forgive something like that. Yeah. I, what role would I? Whatever. Tax anyway. director. Uh, tax big collector foot, you guys yeah he was trying he was trying to become basically like this mercenary or whatever the the and the idea of killing something that taking someone something's life into your own hands hmm i hope uh That's what keanu I reeves I think, kicks his know. ass <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice fuck that um yeah sasquatch uh oh there the other thing that uh, another little thing from it that really freaked me out there was like a former police officer or something. And it was like, I think it's in the first part where it's people they're interviewing people that have had experiences or claim they've seen something like Bigfoot out in the woods. They're interviewing this guy in his truck and he's talking about how he was like fishing in this river. And it was like, maybe like dawn or dusk or something where he couldn't see very much. And there was something in the middle of the river that looked like it had like hair or like dreadlocks and stuff like that. And like stank. And he starts visibly like crying and shaking, talking about it. Because he's like, whatever I saw, like, he was like, and this is like, you know, some cop, I don't really have a lot of sympathies or whatever, but I was like, I imagine you've also seen a lot of other fucked up stuff in your, in your day to day. So something that like shook him that hard. And he truly to this day, like, can't talk about it without like breaking down. It was like very strange. Like it was like, oh, it, it, that was like very, a very creepy part to me where he was like, I don't know what I saw, but like, I can never, I will never go back out there. Like hmm. I, he was like starting to bawl. <laughs> like it How was crazy. Was if he could smell it if he was like downwind and like it hit it and like it had like matted locks locks of hair Hair. i don't know it was was wild this all just sounds like someone who would be growing weed hey could be yeah it was a bunch dude just a boot with a bunch of dank weed (laughs) hey man oh my fucking god it stinks (laughs) (laughs) all right man see you later (laughs) he's shaking he's trying to use human english huh Uh, but it's good. I it's de- depressing as I've stated, but it's good. Max, what about you? What TV you seen? Uh, well, let's see. I told you about Miss Fer- Miss Fisher's murder mysteries before the Australian detective from the thirties. Mm-hmm. They have um, like a, I think this is a mini series too. There are four episodes, and each one's two hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did. Uh, Miss Fisher's Modern Murder Mysteries, which uh, is her niece, half-niece, something, um, from the 60s. And she's solving her own murder mysteries. And it was... uh, I wasn't expecting too much from it, but it was actually pretty good. And uh, it was just a fun little Australian uh, murder mystery thing. And this time the main character was uh, had more of an Australian accent, so it was even better because <laughs> Australian accents are fantastic. And then I also am caught up on Invincible. I don't know if you guys have been watching all of those. I think I think I'm, it's one episode left. I, I 
think I'm on episode six. I did a little bit of catching up this week, but I didn't catch up all the way. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. this next Friday will be the last one for mm-hmm. season one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. There, I, I've been liking it a lot. There's a ton of stuff that I've kind of uh, forgotten about things that might have changed between the comic and the, definitely uh, and the TV show. But like, because it's been so long, I don't really hold those same, like, Oh, it has to be exactly this. And mm-hmm. it, it feels pretty much like uh, the comic feels and and i i'm noticing a lot of stuff that's coming out like oh yeah i remember that I remember yeah that. I, remember I think that. they've done a good job of adapting it and kind of especially even with that first episode and kind of revealing the way they parsed out that first episode i think was like a perfect way to like let the audience know what's going on and then like gear you up for the rest of the series mm-hmm. whereas in the comic it's more there's more of a revelation like a couple trades in mm-hmm. um and i kind of have a feeling where they're going to kind of end things um, I'm speaking very generally just because yeah. Drew isn't caught up, but like, I have a feeling I kind of know where they're ending things, but even that last episode, they added and kind of changed some stuff for sure that I thought made it, made some plots tie in really well and, uh, will kind of like have effects moving forward. And I was like, I was like, wow, this wasn't in the comic at all, but I really like this. Like, this is a great way to show X, Y, and Z. So. Oh, do you remember the character X, Y, and Z, Andrew? Uh, uh, spoiler, a little spoiler. Of course there. I do. In... Of course I do, <laughs> guys. I'm with you on that one, X, Y, and Z. <laughs> Which episode would would that have been for you, Drew? Was that with Battle Beast? Uh, it was the episode after Battle Beast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That which is a br- that was another brutal fight in that. Man, Maybe that was episode five. The, then. Yeah. The I think the thing that like. It is my big takeaway from the show so far is I, I think it's great. I love the soundtrack is awesome. Like, it, Oh yeah. It's, good, good uh, songs and stuff. Um, the voice, the voice acting is really, really good. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's a little, I guess like it's a little darker than I would have pictured a adaptation of the comic to be like, it's, it is missing a little bit of the like fun from the com like it's and not that the comics are always fun 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 but it really like dealt like seems to harp on like and uh i was talking with somebody the other day about this that like kirkman when he gets a chance to like reimagine his stuff it usually ends up being a little darker than what he originally imagined it to be so it's it's kind of delving into that a little bit but i still am liking it a lot and i think the episode i'm on is when uh him and William go to uh, upstate upstate university or whatever. College, yeah. Um, pretty awesome that they got, uh, Oh fudge. I'm not going to remember the name now with the name of the high school, Reginald Vell oh, Johnson. Yeah. High school principal Winslow. And they, and they got principal Winslow and they got Reginald Vell Johnson to do the voice. Yeah. Yeah. That was very funny. <laughs> Which is funny. Cause at the, at the time in the comic, it's like, he just did it. Cause he was like, that would be funny. Mm-hmm. And now the fact that like stuff like that can like, become real is is so funny to me um yeah the upstate university one is good um yeah it's it's really good stuff uh i agree that's i like the the level of violence just because like it does get pretty like i was like flipping through pages of the trades and stuff i was like yeah man when it gets gory it gets like really gory Mm -hmm. but i also know what you mean as far as like there's breathers in downtime where it feels like maybe at least in this first season it feels like there's always such an underlying current of of stress with what you, you know is going on mm-hmm. that like the the respites feel few and far between but yeah. i still really dig it 
Max, anything yeah, else? Dude. Uh, yeah, I started a uh, True Detective season two again. I've already watched it, but planning on watching uh, season three with Mahershala Ali, who mm-hmm. also did a voice in Invincible, the voice of Titan. Oh yeah, I like Titan. Um, but I'm I'm rewatching the the original or the the second season of True Detective. Didn't love. Which, did yeah, a lot of a lot two. of people didn't like it. I um, I think there's there's definitely stuff to like about it. I think there are some good performances in it. I think it doesn't have I, the the same feeling as the first one. And oh I think yeah, it kind of does also go a little darker. Even though the first one was dark, I think mm-hmm. this one like stays darker in a lot of places. And it's a lot of like um, wheeling and dealing it's sometimes hard to keep track of everything that's going on because everyone's a gangster who's trying to like uh, trying to be subtle about everything. And so when you have like the only information you're getting is from people who are not trying to give that information to somebody else, it's sometimes hard to pick up on it and follow it when everyone's speaking in in codes and riddles. Who are the two Uh, leads in season two? Say what? Who are the two leads in season two? There are three leads. There's John Carter from Mars. There's uh, Colin Firth, and there's Rachel McAdams. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah, isn't that yeah. probably Colin Farrell? Yeah. Colin Firth yeah, would be that's... very funny as a tr- as a true detective. Oh, I just uh, I just uh, Ooh, it appears I'm the true detective. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Colin Farrell. I think was maybe my favorite part. And even though he's a piece of shit in the show, it was just interesting to see him scrambling and trying to stay afloat why why do i why do i keep thinking of vince vaughn yeah he's in it oh he is okay uh, he's not one like i guess when you said he is one of the main leads uh but there are you know there it's a it cuts between a lot of folks yeah Yeah. and so there are like there are three main detectives who are doing the yeah stuff oh yeah and i remember yeah i remember rachel mcadams kind of connection to it all i just didn't i just didn't like the story as much it didn't feel as I think also like the problem is that can't be a big part of it to me felt like the first one was like so intentional and so like tight with, with what it was trying to do. And I feel like even maybe the person who made it admitted it, like the second one was like, Hey, we want you to make another season. Like, and it felt like more, it just didn't feel like the same amount of care was put into it. At least I, well, that's I don't why, know. That's why fly the concords didn't do a third season. Cause like the same network HBO was like, let's keep doing this. Let's keep doing this. And they were just like, we don't. I don't think we can do a third season and have it be as good as yeah. the first two seasons. So we're just not going to do it. <laughs> so like, respect to an artist who's just like, we. I can't promise you that we're going to put out something of this quality. So rather than kind of water down what we've done, let's just not do more. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, on a high. Also, I must have been thinking of uh, Wedding Crashers. I think was the Vince Vaughn, Rachel McAdams project I was thinking of. She had Owen Wilson uh, as the other detective. <laughs> I was going to mention that Vince Vaughn, I think, like, last time I watched it, I I learned to get into what he was doing. But, like, he's got some weird choices in his line delivery. And oftentimes he'll be like, it's he's it feels like he's just delivering a line. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, the same intonation for everything. And He's with the, it, like, the really, redhead in that show? He's what? Is he with that redhead? Like, yeah. there's, yeah. yes there's scenes between them where it's like sometimes where it sounds like, well, like you're describing, like they're doing a good job and doing like the lines. Right. And then other parts where I was like, this might be the worst acting I've ever seen. Like the weird, <laughs> the way they said some stuff where I was like, this is wow. Weird. 
yeah it feels like some avant-garde thing like they're trying to they're in a black uh, box theater or something there's well, also a line they i think they I... filmed their stuff in at different times and then just had to like mash it together <laughs> who knows there's one like line in particular that both me and jenny noticed where he's like he gets cut off in the middle of a sentence right like he he doesn't finish the sentence but he says it as if it's the full sentence and it, like it, it's I don't know. It like really like he's waiting for the person to interrupt. Yeah, like on their he knew cue. that that was the stopping point of his line. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And now you interrupt me. <laughs> um, there is a line I remember. I maybe I'm paraphrasing what that uh, John Carter from Mars says, where, or someone says to him, he's he's got a vape, and either he or someone else says like, "Is that a vape?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "It's like you're sucking a robot's dick." Oh, that's Colin. Yeah. That's Colin Farrell, also known as Colin Firth, who says that, not John <laughs> Carter. It's it's interesting that uh, that actor legally changed his name to John Carter of Mars after the yeah. flop of the movie, and that Colin Farrell sometimes goes by Colin Firth. It's weird. Like, yeah, the, this season has some weird choices in actor names. Um, but in actor, actor names. Actor <laughs> just one episode just says, starring Colin Firth, and it's still Colin Farrell. Just like, what? Do they mean to do that? And John Carter from Mars, which I don't know if he had already been in or not when he filmed this. <laughs> they detect now? <laughs> I kind of wanted to go back and watch John Carter from Mars to see. It's good. It yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's too bad. I, I don't know. It's, I, I think I mentioned before, but like, I like that the aliens are kind of weird looking because mm -hmm. I feel like it's easy to make an alien sympathetic when they look just like you that a V or something where it's just like a one or two things off. These are like weird forearmed green kind of ugly guys and you don't want them to get killed. Is it on mm -hmm. Disney plus? It might be. Yeah. I think that's maybe where I watch it. I like that he on Mars can do like the Hulk jumps and has like the extra strength. I like the weird pug alien thing that can run super fucking fast. And is this like his buddy? Um, I feel like it's, it's probably it's sin is that it's sort of generic -y as far as like, evil empire man is trying to take over and he's got to save the princess and stuff. But I don't know. I, I had a, I had a fun time seeing it again. I've never seen it. I should, if it's on Disney plus, I'll probably watch it sometime soon. Yeah. Throw, it, throw it on. on. Give, it a, give it a shot. That's actually the next movie we're doing for our podcast. Oh, okay. Hell Good. yeah. Good. Um, the only TV show I had seen was invincible. So. Oh, sorry to, sorry to steal it Fuck from you, you. You piece of shit. Um, why Maybe you should have watched true detective season two. Damn it. So why don't we go ahead and get into the movie we watched for this week, Mortal Kombat. Test your might. Test your might. Test your might. Mortal Kombat, streaming on HBO Max for a couple more weeks, and then, I don't know, it'll come back also to no HBO Max again it, some other time. <laughs> Um, I don't, I didn't know any actors in this except for the guy who plays Jimmy Olsen in Supergirl, but, um, a lot of actors. He, I didn't realize it was him. Oh my gosh. He got buff. He got buff. And then he got, uh, who was he? Jax. Jax. He got buff. And That's then he Jimmy got, Olsen? Yeah. He, I'm uh, telling you, he, he got, got buff. He got buff and then he got distinctly unbuff, uh, some, somewhere through the movie. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Mortal Kombat. Before we get into it, would you guys recommend people see Mortal Kombat? This is another one of those weird things where it's like, if you're already paying for HBO Max, you could probably do worse. But I, I'm interested to hear what you guys say, because I was a little bored at times. I was a little confused a lot of the time. And I just think 
having not watched the 1995 one for many years and remembering it not being very good, it still made me kind of wish I was watching that just because I feel like it felt like for me, it was not staying on one side of things. It felt mm. self-referential and meta at times and then like way too serious and and blah at other times. But yeah. I don't know. Max, what do you what guys about think? You? That seems about right. I would say if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat, watch this Mortal Kombat movie. I think it did what it set out to do all right. Um, I've never been a fan of the Mortal Kombat aesthetic or world. Uh, it's it's always just been kind of lame to me to like kind of like on on that adolescent angst train uh really bad like jugaboo makeup going on and uh just weird 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 stuff weird choices mm-hmm. a lot of demons and no real re- like th- it doesn't make any sense the out world doesn't make any sense at all uh so didn't like to see I, it this I movie, really so I don't know. It. <laughs> uh how about you andrew what do you think uh so it's a very it's a very gross movie. Like this is a movie that it includes a lot of gore and in a way that like I think is it's taking a little too much pleasure in being gory, which is the Mortal Kombat aesthetic from the games too. It's just like especially now. Especially now. I'm like in you know like when it came out like Mortal Kombat like the people who like if you like the the whole thing when Mortal Kombat came out as a game, it was like you either liked Street Fighter or you liked Mortal Kombat in terms of fighting game aesthetics. Like, and so it was either like a game where you throw like a fireball at somebody and like the, it hits their chest and they maybe fall backwards, versus like a game where you rip somebody's spine out of their neck and you know like drink the blood and you know whatever. I it's the movie itself. I think you're both right. I think it's kind of boring. In a lot of parts, the fight scenes I think are good to for the most part, but it's a it's a, I mean like you're you're kind of getting what you expect from a Mortal Kombat movie. It's not heavy on story. Um, I thought it was an int- you know there's some interesting plot stuff that they do. By interesting, I mean it's a choice. I didn't mean like I I found it personally interesting. Um. I have I think I'd have a really hard time saying to somebody you should watch Mortal Kombat. It's really stupid and it's not very f- it parts of it are fun, but it's overall not very fun. Yeah. I think I think they were missing I think they were missing Johnny Cage cuz he's he's more of the lighthearted um jokey character yeah. because because their comic relief character was a total asshole who was also trying to push things to the limit everything he said and was a villain by the end like, we'll talk about yeah. it yeah all right let's talk about it yeah <laughs> why, why wait <laughs> actually no it. never mind. yeah <laughs> forget it um well i mean you brought it up but i think like a big thing for me is and i'm not i'm definitely more like street fighter and other kind of i'm more familiar with some other fighting games universes more but it seems baffling to me with a stable of what has to be dozens and dozens and dozens of characters in different kinds of games at this point, that you make your lead an original character that was that no one has any connection to. And I'm sorry to the guy, but like I found him like charismaless. Yeah, I, I that just, was a, I, it was a very, it felt like a 90s movie thing, which they didn't do in Mortal Kombat. The main character of the 90s Mortal Kombat movie is uh, Liu Kang. Well, and yeah, well, it's kind of like a three-hander. It's like him, Sonya, and uh, Johnny Cage. Uh, yeah, 
But like in this one, yeah, it's a, a whatever his name was, like Tom Cole or something. It's like he Cole, Cole something. Young. Yeah. Young. Cole Young. And like it just like it could not have been a like I just you know, like every once in a while they they'll do something like this where it's like an existing franchise and they introduce a new character to be sort of the audience surrogate to like being yes. introduced to to this universe. But instead, you're you don't feel anything for this this new character. He's very bland. And it was I, I just and like, you know, everyone else becomes like the they're all support to this character that is, you know, again, like if you like Mortal Kombat, I don't think you want to see Cole Young, <laughs> you know, like the guy I was who's, like, who's I was like, is he a DLC character or is he someone being introduced into the games? And that's why they're like front loading this. I also was like, is he going to not is he going to be like, I, my name's not Cole Young. It's really whatever. And Score that's an established peon. character. Yeah, I, I think. OK, here's my pitch, because you mentioned we mentioned Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage is the main character. He's Hollywood guy. He's also an action guy. He's been training and fighting and stuff. He's doing like, he's like, you know, uh, you know, getting actually with it and doing, you know, he's decided in his off time to actually do this. Gets in a fight with some guy who's got a weird tattoo, beats him in the, in like a, a fight, but that guy doesn't want to finish it. He's, he's like, Oh no, we have to, let's, you know, finish this. And he's like, no, the spar's over. Meets him in an alley afterwards. He's like, our fight isn't over. Johnny Cage actually gets in a fight to like the death and then he gets the tattoo and is like what is this then he's the fish out of water being mm -hmm. thrust into the tournament oh you're now a champion now you're have to defend earth whoa what what's happening i don't know i what would that be so bad no it's not i mean like it's it, there's it's it, it's so weird the decision for that was very weird so the movie opens with <clears throat> in the 16 or 1700s it's a uh, young scorpion and young Sub-Zero meeting in what a the forest. Hell? Like they're, they're from rival. The, so the thing that never, not even, they haven't even met. They're from rival ninja clans or like, you know, but like one in Japan and one in China. Yeah. They don't even understand each other. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that is true. There's no explanation as to why, uh, Bihan is that his, his human name Yeah, Sub -Zero. has ice powers. Like there's, I liked how they looked. It was cool when he yeah. started to make the little icing on his hand and stuff. I was like, oh, I like that. The but effects it, and yeah, like, no. they're like the truly like what he does in this movie is brutal. Like he, like when he's like the stuff where he like starts like freezing people and you can already see like freezer burn like start happening mm. underneath the ice. The effects in this movie are really good in that mm -hmm. sense. There's a lot of attention to detail with the effects and stuff. But I like some of the the. Some um, stuff. Some, Some of the physics that they did with like snow falling on the ground too, like that he did, it mm -hmm. wasn't just ice coming out of things. It's also just like snow inhale hitting cars. That was so yeah. weird because I was like, I was like, oh, he's going to like run up and try and, you know, stealthily kill this guy because he looks like a ninja and he, he just grab him from the back and freeze him. No, he makes like a big scene and starts shooting hail down on like a million on the streets uh -huh. and like misses, misses his target <laughs> multiple times. Okay. Yeah, um, it was also interesting yeah. in the as far as I know in the games and again like I don't mind when a movie decides to tell a different story than its source material like as long as it works in within the story of its movie especially I don't, I don't where, really like, care especially where the story is well and I'm a little disappointed that the the movie about a fighting tournament didn't have a fighting tournament in it <laughs> but but the stories are usually pretty flimsy or specific to your character and then you yeah. get like your character ending or whatever so yeah I'm totally with you like something like that Change, yeah, make an actual story, yeah. please. But the this in this movie, the sympathetic character is Scorpion. 
Yeah, I thought that was weird too because I think it was the exact opposite in the first movie and maybe the game. I don't know. They're both I just on the same team like as bad guys. They're just kind of like opposite powers. Like one's more fire and one's ice. It was also weird. Would you I say it's organizing to have guy. Sub-Zero and Scorpion's face as the two big things on the poster? Yeah. I, I, that sorry, thing no. was weird because it was right next to Godzilla versus Kong uh-huh, when I mm-hmm. selected it. Also the exact same thing. One side Godzilla, one side Kong. Blue-red. One red, yeah, blue red. It's just the exact same thing. Come on, HBO, let's get with it. Yeah, I, it, the, it's just it's and, it, and they had that in uh, True Detective season two. They had Vince <laughs> Vaughn, and on the other side, they had John Carter of Mars. Blue and red. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's. There's just a lot of strange decisions made in this movie. And again, if you're like a Mortal Kombat fanatic. There's a lot of stuff you'll probably like in this. Like it's like I said, a lot of Easter eggs and like direct references. And I wish it did more. I wish it leaned into that more. It's, it's very weird to me that the, the character that seems to be the most self-referential to the games is Kung Lao. Like he, he at one point says like, test your might you know like he's the one who's like delivering yeah this is where you'll test your might and he he definitely says flawless victory yeah exactly so like there's stuff like that where it's like okay it it just like you're right when you said like it's an uneven movie it's not leaning into the like corny parts of being a video game movie but it's also like it and leaning too hard but also not enough in it being like a serious action movie either like it's it's straddling this line and because it's doing both and not doing either particularly well, it's just not a very even, like it's not a very good movie on either side. Like Kano. Yeah. Cause like, I think a lot of these things would be complaints and were our, our complaints, but like some of these things are basically like fine in their own element. And then when it's both of them trying to be balanced, like you said, it doesn't work like Kano ripping out reptiles heart and saying Kano wins Mm-hmm. was like funny i was like oh that's really funny that he that anyone would even say that right. that i would kill someone and be like robert wins <laughs> I, I was gonna i mentioned like uh that that's the only character also who could get away with doing a third person yeah. just like mentioning himself yeah when i got it. what they were going for with the with kano being kind of like the the but like you said i i would almost rather my comic belief be one of the good guys or be less obviously an asshole that was going to not help the heroes because mm-hmm. um, I'm not like rooting for him. I He's like, he's like cool because he's just like, Oh, this all fucking sucks. And you're like, okay. I, yeah. Um, really weird. And I, I mean, we can get to it too, but like, just like the introduction of everything is so strange to me. He immediately goes on the run. Uh, Sonia shows him, like do does only her and Jack know like all of this stuff about uh about she like has, Mortal yeah, Kombat? She has Obviously, like a, Liu Kang knows it. Obviously, yeah, uh, Kung Lao. Knows well, sure, it. but he's like living at the temple where they're like training. So that's yeah, I'm, I'm talking more he, about. If he he was in, he's so aware of all of it, and and Raiden is so aware of it. Why wouldn't they go out and seek out these people who are like who are the champions? Yeah, that's and, another thing, and I know that it's a it's a trope of everything that like the God character that isn't allowed to interact, but like does give them a thing that helps them have their he, edge. He also mentioned that when isn't the other character uh, Shang Tsung. What, yeah. Shang Tsung. Wasn't he also a God character or no? Oh, he was totally just fucking up people and messing with them. Yeah. He didn't he was matter saying that to the guy who was getting in to the other God who was getting involved. Like, Oh no, I can't get involved. You have to do all this. I, and I know that Shang Tsung plays like does fight and kill people in the other Mortal Kombat too, but it just seems like so does Raiden. It's just one of these things where it's like you are writing your own story. So establish that like 
in, in the games, like Raiden's also like a fighter. So yeah. like he can compete. So like, just if you want to do that, do that, but don't make it like, ah, you know, the God, gods can't interact in this scene. And I like Shang Tsung's doing like his own thing. It seems silly I think to me. The issue is that Mortal Kombat itself, and maybe I'm wrong because it's weird. Some of the recent games have really good story mode from, I mean, in terms of like how it's set up. Sure. But um, like, I don't know much about the Mortal Kombat story. I don't think any of these movies really do a good job of, of doing that. But also there's nothing really to go off of. It's all just kind of, hey, there's some weird shit going on. In this mm-hmm. one, I don't even know how many realms there are. They kind of have this outworld and then they have the earth world. And I, I think in the old movies, that's all there was. And here they kind of like reference that it's more of like a Asgardian thing where you have several different realms. With multiple people tanks. from multiple realms come to compete. And if you win, is it is if you win 10 in a row, you get to take over Earth? Or I, just I if you wish, win 10 in general? I It feels like such a mistake to me because they've said this is intended to be multiple movies. To have it start at Tournament 9 has just finished and one more an Outworld can take over Earth. I don't I don't like that. I think it like it it completely like just sucks the stakes out to say like well, we've already had nine of these tournaments, and uh, this is the tenth one. Like, what were the who, other human was, champions yeah. doing? Like, where were was they? Kung Lao and and everyone for those other ones? How like, recent were they? Were they exactly? Like, yeah, were, were they, they hundreds of years ago? Was it two days ago? Like, what is the, what's the timeline here? And you're right. Like, if if Kung Lao and 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 Liu Kang have been like around in training, like why weren't they killed in the first one? Were they around during the first one? Did the first one happen in 1600 when when you know Bihan killed Scorpion? Like, it's why like, is anyone waiting for? Yeah, was that the last one? Did he was that like the last Earth champion and he killed Scorpion? And I have no it? idea. Like, it's just like that sort of stuff. Raiden takes like, the baby and leaves. Yeah, wait it, a minute. Who was the baby? Was that Cole? No, the baby was, was like Cole's. Like, I I would assume like Cole's uh, like ancestor? distant, distant, distant yeah. great, ancestor. Great, great, oh, okay. Great, 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 I was, I didn't know if you like went to the freaking future or something. Um, <laughs> also, like. If you're gonna have Raiden, bring back Christopher Lambert. <laughs> I gotta I say, he didn't I even come back for the second movie, right? No, he did not. I don't know. <laughs> I think the casting on Shang Tsung and and Raiden were were just kind of blah to me. That's the thing is everybody is turning in a pretty blah performance in in this movie. Like, you know, like I thought Sonya was okay. I thought she was okay. The only, the only problem and Max, you might've liked this is she is an Australian actor and she's doing the delivering American accents with, or, you know, like putting the accent over your own accent, sort of way of delivering mm. lines. She has that kind of like, she's delivering and uh, her lines like this. <laughs> we need to win mortal combat. Yeah. Do you think I can win? Nar. <laughs> <laughs> um, Combat, combat, combat. Oi, oi, oi. I know that's maybe, and maybe like they're trying to get away with it by saying like, we did have like matchups between people like a tournament. When Raiden like lightningifies them to different areas, it's like you take on Melina and you take on blah, blah, blah. But like the one thing I really didn't like about that is that, and maybe you guys can correct me, isn't Goro like the the boss before the final boss most of the time? Mm-hmm. So it was weird to have that, Cole fight him. Constant. I mean, I'm sure at this point in the games, there's way other different characters and stuff, but yeah. He seems to me like, if not the big bad, like the 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 subordinate of the big bad. So it was weird to have Cole take him out brutally mm-hmm. in the movie. But I hated that when it first starts, they sent Raiden sends people to fight and it's intercutting. Cole gets punched by Goro, then it cuts to 
uh, cabal fighting, uh, you know, whoever. And it's like, you can't even track like each individual fight because it's all, they're all happening simultaneously. And I was like, this sucks. Stop. Like stay on one fight for once. Yeah. I also really didn't like Cole's power. Oh, Cole's power is so like the, they his... introduced in this movie Arcana, mm-hmm. which I was told was not as not an element of Mortal Kombat in any iteration. And it's this idea that you have this inner energy and then unlock it through battle that gives you your special power. Shooting a fireball. Or... I thought this was a fairly decent way of explaining Mortal Kombat. No, because I... Mortal Kombat itself does not make a single fucking lick of sense why you have an action movie star going up against a four-armed god <laughs> right. beast or a like god of, of lightning. Like none of that shit ever made sense in mortal Kombat. the fact that these people have an ability that they can unlock that allows them to fight on a level of these like inc- like human beings that can shoot fireballs yeah it's a good thing that kano dragon- it's a good thing that kano got scratched in his eye and then like okay see this is <laughs> that I'm unlocked his laser his laser ID. i'm so confused by this so like kano has like metal leg and like a couple other he has got the metal plate and the metal leg i think in the in the in the games i believe mm-hmm. and i assumed that he would get wounded, and then just how like Jack's got new arms, he would get like a plate put on, like, oh, you're blinded in your eye. Here's this metal plate. He <laughs> meets Cabal, who he they're they're friend old friends. They used to work together. They were like assassins together. Or he something. he knew from like or he used to lead the Black Dragon Guild or whatever. Which is funny to think of like Kano being like, is the Black Dragon, you know, whatever gang. Um, they meet through like a ma- through the magical barrier, and Cabal's just like, hey man, like you used to be cool. You should be even usually more bad um he's like all right you see kano's eye kind of red but i assumed that was cabal's eyes kind of bouncing like the light bouncing off and i was like ah they're foreshadowing he's gonna get like a plate and be able to shoot laser no he literally says like hey destroy like this barrier for us next scene he can shoot a laser out of his eye i don't know why it didn't show him like I thought like through fighting and in and battle. No, they did they did do a scene where they introduce it where they're eating dinner and like Lu yeah. Kung Lao is like, What's the what's the matter, dude? Don't have a power? He's like, Shut up, I'll you know, I'll kick your ass and then like they they like kind of goad him into like getting so mad that eventually a laser shoots out of his eye. Wait, yeah, are you that, serious? Yeah. You don't remember that scene? You, I think you skipped the scene or something. <laughs> like, Did I miss it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's calling him like fat and lazy and he, he gets the power first because like he gets so upset and then he's like really happy. Hey, I got the power first, like before all wow. you suckers. Hey, you skipped Mortal right Kombat? past it. Yeah. Combat. You may want I to apologize. Re- you may I, re- I, wanna... I literally didn't. I don't know how I like looked away or something. Hey, I need laser vision. You may want to reassess um, your entire feelings on the movie now. Nah, it's, it's Kano, funny that you were able to get such an accurate uh, okay. assessment of the movie without that scene. But uh, <laughs> let's kick him but, off. Okay, here's here's another thing though. I think that that kind of sucks for one character is Jax has his arms frozen by Sub Zero. Who does he fight him? Is Sub Zero always in that fighting ring that that Cole Young was in? No, because in the end he... of in the end of the movie, he's definitely in that octagon that yeah. Cole yeah. was fighting yeah. in to begin with. Which means that at some point he iced that up and was like, "This is my spot now." Like, I'm just gonna stand with this. Gonna hang out here. Where I hang out. Yeah. Um. But Jax gets his arms destroyed by Sub Zero. They bring him to the monks at this place, and I don't know how they found him or got him. They're like, "Oh, by the way, your friend Jax is here, and he's all fucked up." And she's like, "Oh no!" Or Sony's like, "Oh my god." Well, Raiden like, can teleport all over the world, so I would assume, but also can't intervene. But whatever. And, yeah, and also didn't want to talk to. And also, he's not. Uh, and Jax isn't people. a champion yet. Does he have a tattoo already? Or he did have a tattoo? He, not he anymore. 
but he got defeated by Sub-Zero, so shouldn't it have gone to Sub-Zero? And he had like a he didn't kill him. He didn't kill him. Okay. Um, it's Mortal Kombat. Like, okay, well, we need to find, there's no way on, you know, nothing on Earth that can help him, but we'll, we'll find a way. And these monks apparently make him like robo-arms. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I it, don't know. But wait, hold on. Later on, Jax's Arcana unlocks more metal, bigger <laughs> robotic arms. And I was like, man, I would be so pissed. Like, what would my fucking power been if like I hadn't been wounded? Like, I would. I wish I just had some power that wasn't tied to these fucking oh, things. It was <laughs> so. It was so funny that like he has these like sort of frail, flimsy robot arms. They look so. Fu- the elbows and, are like in a weird spot. It's really yeah. Funny. And then like he gets he gets mad, and so more metal shows up on his arms, and it's just like, okay, one. Where was the rest of this metal? Two, are they in like fucking Wakanda? Like, where did these monks get like all this like technology to build like fully functional robot arms? Hey, this is where was, I think like, they were in a cave. They probably had scraps with a box mm, of scraps. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Tony Stark made these arms. <laughs> um, I think this is why it would have been cooler to me because I believe in the first Mortal Kombat they go to an island where the tournament is, but then there's a, lo- a lot of them getting then teleported to like weird arenas and stuff mm-hmm. that could might be in other realms or in outworld it needed more outworld i think it should have i think once cole realized what was going on and they got to the temple they should have gone to outworld and the rest of the movie should have been in a alien landscape which made yeah. it a lot the more fact that exciting the only outworld we see is like shang Tsung's like like demon demon chair or something like it's just yeah. like it's there yeah None of it makes sense like is outworld just a world where it's all rocks, all gray. Right. And yeah, just and a Goro like, statue. That's just what it is. Every person has some weird fucking spikes coming out of them. Every Some of them can fly. Some of them have fangs. Everyone's just weird, and they hang out in in the rocks. Like, right. there's really no world there. They don't have TV over there? Like, they don't even have <laughs> HBO Max. Yeah, well, I know. I know that in some world, like in the game, they have you know background characters who are cheering for for stuff mm-hmm. going on and, and arenas and just like weird. But it is an actual lived-in world right? yeah, rather than sure. just being a, a I mean, rock if, outcrop. If I were guessing, I would say okay is a world that probably, if it wants to conquer other worlds, it centers itself around just combat and like finding and collecting people in Outworld that will be your champions. And because Shang Tsung rules it all. It's just a desolate landscape where if you're not one of his champions or in his fold, you're like a slave and just working for like, you know, doing whatever his bidding is because he's the most powerful. He's like the evil Raiden. It's like if Earth was ruled by him, he would just be subjugating everyone. But there's just nothing. There's no nothing established. And he was like sleepy to me. I thought the Shang Tsung mm-hmm. was bad. Mm-hmm. And I, but Ra- Raiden did such a like not the actor but just did such a bad job of being the the protector of earth right he did mm-hmm. jack shit and then Liu kang basically brought some stuff some guys to him said hey these guys showed up in the desert where we were <laughs> uh i found i found them out i like there i thought that was funny he's like i've I, assembled we, them i was like no you didn't yeah, he didn't do anything. <laughs> like but they came they showed up and then he's like here raiden uh we got a couple days to train you know is that enough time he's like no that's it like what were you doing my job's done yeah you know that that like he's the only guy right in this whole movie that knows that this is the last chance for earth to even survive and he's just like ah maybe they'll wander up in the next couple of days but probably not what that's bullshit and was reptile one of shang Tsung's guys or did he just show up at a? He nowhere? was like, he was like, get the reptilian or whatever and send him. And I was like, so this is gonna be reptile with like the green, like he's gonna be like the green Sub Zero, like a big lizard. Green 
And he's like, no, he's like just like a red pill. I will say he looks a little bit better than the one in 1995. <laughs> a, a little, little bit. bit. All right. All right. A little bit. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I did like pinning the, like they pinned the the flare to him and then like, even if I could like see that thing, I wouldn't try. I wouldn't want to punch that fucking thing. <laughs> it was funny that he was punching that's, them. Like he wasn't just he... scratching everyone. He was like, and like punching Sonia. Matt, Robert, was... that's why your Arcana will never be unlocked. Ah, damn it. <laughs> I hope I get grievously injured in my Arcana. It's just like, it doesn't hurt as much after that. Like <laughs> I, I'm just so, I feel so bad it's for Jack. He's like, ah, oh, my arms are gone. Well, I guess they're, bigger now I what guess. about like a cole cole's arcana is like a a gold under armor shirt like it was just like he just like he it <laughs> goes in well, and night nightsticks yeah that's well, true speaking, well yeah that it, it's interesting that he can like build weapons and one's like a nightstick and one's like a knife and then like you said actually kind of connects to it is it felt like black panther a little that his his he was getting like absorbing energy and like glowing red and then he would like then he poured it into his fist and like uppercut goro super funny though that did they like film everything out of order and were like, didn't know what his power was going to be, which is why he literally doesn't use it against uh, Sub-Zero. <laughs> he doesn't do, like he never gets hit and turns red. He never powers up and hits them. He's just like, he has the weapons and I think they even get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't it, come into play at all. I think they just wanted to show that Scorpion was going to do some stuff, you know, and to leave it to him. But also I don't get, here's the thing. Uh, Jax's shoulders, his arms completely come off. They completely shatter. Uh, Cole's wife and and daughter get co- like 100% frozen. Everything about him, all they need is a little bit of hellfire from uh, actually what they need Scorpion is him to punch back. at the ice for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, so stupid. <laughs> I think that's a move in the game where Sub Zero makes a wall of ice and then throws you through it. But I also was like, that can't hurt as bad as just throwing them into like a solid wall, right? But they're also frozen, like they're frozen solid for for like over ten minutes. Like they, yeah. the fact that like yeah. they just get out. And he's like, "Here's a towel," and they're like, "Thank you." Like it, they would be like, they would. It's be, even funnier than that because I'm pretty sure Liu Kang's like, "My name, I'm Liu Kang," and he makes fire, and he, and they're like, oh, "Cool, <laughs> me, thank you." Yeah, don't don't burn us to death. Yeah. Well, I mean, it might hurt us when you when you freeze us again. Yeah, I, I'll say again, and I I just wish that. I truly thought it was going to be like, I thought it maybe maybe was going to be a thing that like Cole was like transforming into Scorpion because he was the like ancestor and like in fights he would become Scorpion. Mm -hmm. But no, they like literally have him in the starting and then at the very end. And I was like, this does feel a little bit like false advertising to have it look like it's going to be a Sub-Zero Scorpion showdown and it doesn't come into play nearly as much as you assume it will. Yeah. Um. It's an odd one. Yeah, uh, I mean and the the ending for you know so they defeat Shang Tsung's goons, and then Shang Tsung's like, "You think uh, you think these guys are bad? I got a whole army, and I'll be back, you know, in twenty twenty four, whatever, when the next movie comes out." And so for then, the actual tournament, right? That's the idea is that I this guess. this all took place before the. Why tournament. will it, Why he will he choose to... to take place in a tournament now? Like he even showed up before and was like, "No, there's not going to be a tournament. I'm just taking over." Like, yeah. Why will he? Why will he agree? I, I did like know. that. Raiden just punked him. Like, you can't stop. And Raiden was just like, "No, get out of here." Like, <laughs> um. So then we we get the thing of well, we needed we need to get our own army, and so that's that's the tease of uh, Cole's going to L.A. to meet Johnny Cage. That's the big exciting cliffhanger for Mortal Kombat 2. 
I saw a lot of because uh, they never show his face because they obviously want it to be they want to be able to cast however. Mm-hmm. But um, I did hear uh, the Miz thrown around. The Miz. <laughs> I don't think he's the right vibe. No. I know what they're. I, I see what they're going for, but I don't think he's the right the right vibe. No, I don't that's... know. Or what do you think? I the 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 problem is that like Mike Mizanin, the Miz, is it, he just like. He's done things where he's tried to portray, and when I say this, like the Miz could whoop my ass in seconds. I like fairly confident. Oh, I know. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> um, he just like he's tried to do the like I'm I'm actually a tough guy under this like kind of goofy veneer thing, and it never works out. So it's it's not. He's a good actor, and I think like you know like maybe removed from me knowing him as the Miz, like there's maybe some level of like, he could pull it off, but it just, I just have a hard time seeing it, I guess. Sure. But anyways, do you <laughs> should have been in this one? Should have used the Rob, the Rob Roberts idea. Of him being the main character. <laughs> I do agree. I think that would have been a better movie. Yeah. Do you, cause that's your fish out of water. Like, I don't know. Just Cole was so bored. Like I, I hope the guy, he's a, a fit guy and I hope he gets different roles and things like that. But I just, it was just like a, he was a drag for me for the main. Yeah, and like just the the whole story of like he's a former MMA fighter and just like now he's working out at this gym and it's just like okay, like this is I, I don't know. Another like, reason I didn't like it on Earth is because then you have like his family and the and the line, "Daddy, use your uppercut." <laughs> <laughs> All right. I I thought for sure the way that like this movie kind of like weirdly interjects Mortal Kombat references, I thought somebody's going to go like Ooh, toasty when like somebody got lit on fire because they like, filmed it. They filmed it. They did. They cut it. They filmed it and cut it. Yeah, there's really. A toasty scene. It should have been more <laughs> that I think because like I kind of like some landed better than others, but I thought all that flawless victory and stuff was kind of like I was kind of like okay movie, but if it would have worked just, if the whole movie was just like that. It's weird because it's the tournament, right? It's the there's an announcer at a tournament and they they don't have that. And yeah. so they now they have people announcing Kano wins and stuff on their own. It's just strange. These people who have never been to the tournament never had that announcement or anything. They just happened to chime in on their own. Oh, I also wanted to point out, I thought it was funny that um, Scorpion and Sub-Zero are literally from like China, Japan. They Their clans were mad at each other, but they'd never met. Couldn't Literally couldn't understand each other up until the point that he kills Scorpion in the beginning. At the end, they do, one, they do a fun thing where they actually have the Mortal Kombat sting show up for a second when Scorpion shows up mm-hmm. and then he says he must have learned English while he was dead. He says, get over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't say it like he does in the commercial. If you go and look the HBO commercial, he says it that it sounds like a Japanese person saying like, get over here. And this mm-hmm. one, it's like, get over here. Like an American. <laughs> I was like, what, what happened? Well, where was he for the last hundred, That's true. hundreds of years? He was in hell where Americans yeah. live. <laughs> it's it's overrun. We'll He's like, man, there's nobody here from Japan. It's just a bunch of Americans. What the hell? Uh, what the hell? <laughs> hey, I'm in hell. And that's also weird. I guess. I Why mean, was I he guess in hell? He did, was he bad? He, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, he was kind was of the like really nice guy, guy who's like, hey, wife, I love you. I hope you don't die while I'm out. I'm going to go do a favor for you. But he you did come what? back and murder about five people right before he died. So maybe that, maybe it's the murder that did it. You know, um, one thing that I initially criticized and then I look, I was like interested. So I looked up as I was like, so is Scorpion's weapon a gardening trowel <laughs> or <laughs> is the garden trowel 
like, is she using a kunai of his? Like, honey, do you mind if I use your kunai to in the garden? <laughs> and I looked it up and I was like, there was a point in Japan where you couldn't carry weapons and swords and things like that. It was illegal. You could be like killed or put put away. But you could have tools like gardening implements and stuff like that. So there were things like that were that were multi-purpose and farmers had them for that exact reason. Hmm. So I was like, well, that's movie, cool. that's yeah. interesting to me. I dig that because I was truly like wondering like, is Scorpion the most badass farmer in any movie? <laughs> he said, he's, I, I dig that, he said, with his gardening <laughs> tool. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but yes, I, it was an interesting factoid. Hey, Mortal Kombat, very cool. Would you? Also, would... Uh, they spelled it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Sony was like, oh, but you're right. I've been looking for the Mortal Kombat with C. This is all something different. Here's the thing that I didn't get about that picture. The fucking L was backwards. Like it was like Toys R Us. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Someone just clearly like it's all like like diagrams and runes and weird, like, oh, I think there's a connection here, or maybe there's a dragon thing. And then someone in some country wrote Mortal Kombat on the wall. Um, shh, don't shh, don't tell anyone. With Secret a, for only the combat combatants. If if they if they go forward with more movies, are either of you interested in in them? Uh, it's if, it's if at the that first point. scene is Johnny Cage killing Cole and and getting the the, the tattoo. <laughs> yes. Hey, nice to meet you. Have you heard about the more? And just getting like it taken from him. Um, I it, this could be one of those situations where like the second in a superhero movie or something, they they tighten it up, they make it more like the, the source material, they they listen to what people didn't like and stuff, and maybe it could be better or closer to what what at least I was hoping for or, or wanting. But I don't know, I'm not, it didn't wow me. And like I said, it's the fact that I was trying to conjure up feelings of the 1995 one, which I am certain is not great, was not, didn't bode well for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely don't have it on Earth if you can help it yeah. at all. <laughs> I think I would probably watch it if somebody was like, hey, let's watch this and then talk about it afterwards <laughs> for, a, for a podcast, say. Uh, so I, I probably have about as much interest in seeing the second one as I did the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, who knows? They, they, they could do a better job. The, the visual effects, like you said, are pretty cool. They did some things in it. It's not the worst uh way you could spend two hours but i probably wouldn't seek it out on my own how about you andrew yeah i i'm probably with you max i think if like if we decided that we were going to watch it for the podcast or if like a bunch of people were like let's watch mortal kombat 2 tonight or something like i i have a hard time believing that like it's the sort of thing i'd be like i gotta spare two hours this afternoon like i'll just watch mortal kombat 2 and um yeah, it's just uh, yeah. unless they like unless they attach someone good to it, right? Like the some Miz. director who you're like, what the? <laughs> or yeah. the Miz? Yeah, if the Miz is in it, then we're all <laughs> gonna have to watch it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I just feel like it's it's riding that line for me where it's like just not interesting enough. What would you think about a James Gunn uh, Mortal Kombat too? Something where it. It's, yeah, something where it's like a lot of like soundtrack like the it's majority music set over to to like really gruesome kills yeah every yeah it's the first 20 minutes is all different songs that cost a lot to license to introduce <laughs> each character um that is i mean like we get we're i'm trying to you know we can wrap it up but like the fact that the the majority of the characters in this movie are like i'd say characters that and like 
I only played like maybe the first three Mortal Kombat's, but like the like Cabal and whatever like the winged character's name was, and like the I, the woman with like the her, the like yeah. Joker mouth. Like I just like Melina, yeah, Melina. I looked up some of the other ones. There, there was like a Reiko, Reiko guy, the big guy with the uh-huh, uh, the hammer, a hammer. I couldn't even find a video of that character with the hammer for a long time. What? I searched really hard to try. Was and that Rictus Erectus from Mad Max? Was oh. that like the big, the big burly guy? I he think you're right. Like I think you're right. It's just like I, I think like the primarily like I would imagine that the audience for this movie is going to be either people who like have some nostalgia for Mortal Kombat or maybe people who still play the games, you know, to this day. But to have, like, the first movie be riddled with characters that I have no fucking idea who they were. And in the movie, I still had no idea who they were because they didn't do a good job of, like, introducing or explaining these characters. I was just, like, at le- like you know, like, having Liu Kang be, like, a throwaway character, Kung Lao be a throwaway character. It was just, like... This is like I don't know, like it was like well, somebody. Yeah, I mean he. I mean Andrew, he throws his hat. He has to be a throwaway character. All right, that'll do it for this episode, everybody. <laughs> um, and uh... no, no. <laughs> I one more thing I wanted to say was I wished, and this is again like leaning into the video game like corny parts of it. I think they should have leaned in and had like the tease. I didn't double check to see if there was like an after credits or whatever, but there wasn't. They there should have been a tease where. They're like, we're assembling a, an army from like across all the different realms, and then DLC characters spawn and Joker show up <laughs> to join <laughs> that, the team. That because, would be hey, we're, we're doing this. This is all what the companies, all these IPs are bringing in what they own. If they could get the rights to have them in the game, I wish there was a way they could have Joker. You have to, you have to wait for a yeah. Space Jam, a new legacy for those characters to meet. God. <laughs> Anyways, that'll do it for us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, bye-bye. Bye.